0: Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. This, this is Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports. Sports, streaming through the Seattle Sports app. Now here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross.
1: Here we go now. Joining us now on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline, it's Seahawks Radio analyst and former Seahawk Brian Walters. Brian, how's it going?
2: What's up, guys? Good to be back on. I feel like I haven't talked about football in a while.
1: I know. And finally, we have some actual news to talk about, which is a brand new Seahawks head coach, 36 years old from the defensive side of the ball. What do you make of the hire?
2: You know, I'm going to I'm going to start as the uh, the grumpy, you know, old player that used to play for the Seahawks is initially I wasn't too fired up about it because, you know, I I talked about I talked with Bump about this the other day. It's like the day that they start rolling that basketball hoop out of the team meeting room is a really sad day for all the former former players. But the more I get into it, the more excited I am about him. I I really do think, uh, you know, he brings a whole new element. I I think that, um, you know, I I think things may have gotten stale a little bit. The last three years, You had not seen much improvement for a while. So I think bringing in a young, new mind um, is exactly what they need. And and he just seems like everyone's fired up about it. So I'm excited. But, you know, it is different. It's going to be different around the facility now, not walking around seeing a bunch of familiar faces, as Bump would know.
3: Yeah, man, uh, they cleaning house over there, and maybe it's for the better, man. We hate to see it in, but uh, let's give this guy a chance and see what happens. But uh, you hire a defensive guy, and um, Stacy and I talked about this on the show today. What about the offense, right? Because I, I think, I think we both feel that the offense was better off than the defense, and uh, drastic changes don't need to happen with personnel or whatnot. But what are your, are there concerns with the Hawks going with a defensive guy and, and feeling like the offense is going to be uh, left to the wayside or is it all about hiring and making sure that uh, you take advantage of your personnel?
2: Well, I think that uh, had to have been a conversation John Snyder had with uh, Mike McDonald when uh, in the interview process because, I mean, that's his first big decision. You, you know McDonald's going to call the plays on the defensive side. But um, offensively, you need a guy that um, – you know, the pieces are in place offensively. You know, I think we'd all agree with that for the most part. You know, I think Gina will be back next year. Um, you know, your wide receivers are, are there. Your offensive line, when healthy, can perform. Your running backs are there. Like, you have intriguing pieces offensively. So, um, you know, putting a guy like McDonald in charge, the defensive guy, that's going to be where all the eyes go, you know, under the microscope is, is was who are you going to get to run this offense? Because his, you know, you look at his coaching record, uh, McDonald's, and you know, he's done nothing with the offenses for, you know, whatever nine plus years he's been in the NFL. Um, You know, he has no offensive involvement one bit. you know, he coached DBs, he coached linebackers and he went to Michigan and he coached, you know, he's defensive coordinator. So, you know, he's saying to this, this, this offensive coordinator that they hire is essentially, you know, the, the head coach, you know, of the offense, because he's going to be very hands off is, is my guess. So we'll see, we'll see what direction they go. I hope it's a guy that, that likes to run the ball. Um, I think that's something we were frustrated with this year is kind of the, the way that they abandoned the run. Cause we all know Gino's best with play action and, and when the run game's going and, and it, you know, just frees a lot of stuff up. And, and not only Gino, every quarterback's best uh, when, when, every, when the run game's going. So that's something that we definitely want to see,
1: you know, related. Yeah. you got to figure out the OC um, sticking with the offense. You also got to figure out the quarterback situation. And now very obviously McDonald's ties to Michigan kind of made us raise our eyebrows and look at J.J. McCarthy at pick number 16. Um, I, I'm not going to ask you necessarily whether you draft McCarthy at 16, but um, what do you think would be the right decision for this year just at quarterback, Brian?
2: Yeah, I, I think you, you go with Geno. I, I really do. I think that's probably the plan. Um, that's just my hunch because I don't think Geno's shown anything to say that you know he's not a guy that can lead a team and, and you, you can't win with him. Um, you know, as bad as the you know banged up as the offensive line was this year, I, I think it was a, a tough spot to be in um, for Geno. And uh, you know, it, it's tough. I, I just you just don't see the Seahawks drafting a quarterback in the first round. You know, I don't think under John Schneider they ever have. Um, and and I don't think he'd continue to do that because he has his philosophy where he's going to pick you know the best guy, the best athlete, whatever on the board. And and with a new defensive head coach, you you think they they go defense. Uh, you know, I think there'll be some some holes to fill, you know, especially at the linebacker position, potentially uh, maybe at safety uh, just to, uh, to get the, you know, the head coach going in the, in the right foot, especially for his specialty. But um, you know, I could be completely wrong. Maybe John Snyder wants to draft a guy there and and develop him a year under Gino and and then let him uh, take the reins, but we'll see.
3: Um, Obviously Mike McDonald is a defensive coach. And when you play with Pete Carroll, he um, you know, leaned on the defense it was a safety back in the day um what are some things that Pete carroll did to make sure he was still connected with the offense there are some things that he did you would like to see mike mcdonald do
2: yeah well pete was always around us you know, especially as the whiteouts you know at practice um he, he was coming over and he was he was you know P, here's the thing about Pete you know i know he was the oldest coach in the in the league at you know 73 or whatever but you know, to me, that, that's just a number, especially when it comes to Pete Carroll. because He, he had probably the most energy of any quarter, uh, quarterback, any uh, head coach in the NFL. So when people say we're going from the oldest to the youngest, it's, that's really not that big a deal. And, you know, I, I think Pete was a young coach at heart, and, and I don't think that was the ultimate reason why he's not there. But, you know, Pete would, was always coming over and, you know, just little things. man. I remember the first day I got uh, to Seattle. Pete came over and just started throwing the ball with me, just like playing catch, like in the backyard, just started throwing it and, and everything he was doing, he was evaluating, you know, he was evaluating which way my hands were when I, when I caught the ball, how I tucked it, uh, you know, he would throw low, high, low. And this was just like a casual conversation of catch. But then after he came up, he goes, okay, you know, and he just dissected the way I caught the ball. And so you knew that Pete was involved in, in every aspect in that way. And, and uh you know i hope mcdonald has some sort of you know he's got to hire a good defensive coordinator that that he knows that he can he can send off to the defense on one side of the field and be able to break away to the offense you know for 10 15 minutes during practice to see what's going on because you kind of now his role is completely different right he's got to manage both sides somehow he's not going to be able to uh you know come to the sideline after the defensive series and make adjustments with the defense. I mean, he's got to be watching the offense. Hey, are we going for it on fourth down? What are we doing? Are we punting? Uh, do you, you know, third down. What do you want? Do you want to run this ball? Do you want to pass? Like he will be involved in all that. So it's going to be, uh, you know, we talked about him. We talked about him hiring a, a big-time offensive coordinator for the team. But even his defensive coordinator is going to have to be someone that he he trusts uh, more than anything to keep his philosophy going, because that'll be big, because he won't be there 100 percent of the time now.
1: There's things to love about uh, both Pete Carroll and also new head coach, uh, Mike McDonald, but I'm kind of taking a look at the flip side to compare uh, the old coach and now the new one, Brian, from your point of view, what was Pete Carroll's great challenge as a coach? And what do you think will be Mike McDonald's great challenge?
2: You know, that's a, that's a, that's a tough question. Pete, Pete's challenge. I think <laughs> I, I talk about like personnel, like with this team, with the Seahawks, like, You know, where were their weaknesses? You know, how did he have to build around? Is that kind of where you're going for there?
1: Yeah, well, Um, I was thinking of... um, You could really interpret it in a number of ways. I think some people would say, like, oh, the great challenges. Uh, Oh, an older coach can't relate with younger players, which I don't think you or I would agree with when it came to Pete. But uh, he's certainly, you know, like... Each coach has a challenge and an obstacle that, you know, like kind of he struggles to overcome. And I think it's yeah. easy to, to look at Pete's tenure and say he did so many things. But this is the one thing I think he did struggle with.
2: You know, sometimes you look back and and as a player, when you have such a player friendly coach, I think it's easy to you have to have the right type of player who really is motivated, self-motivated, really uh, loves the game of football and willing to put in all this extra time and effort into it, you know, and like, like kind of what we had back in 2013, 14 guys were just around that facility all the time. But some players, I think it's really easy to take advantage of a coach um, who's not necessarily, you know, uh, the the stickler for everything, you know, who's, who's, who's very player friendly. So um you know, I think when you hit kind of a stagnant pattern, you know last three seasons, you know you go seven and ten eight uh, nine and eight nine and eight, and things aren't really getting better, but the same players are around um I think it's easy just to kind of fall back and just getting you know like on autopilot a little bit and so I think the change up will be will be will be really good and much needed now
3: so now you are the uh the g m the head coach you got full control of this organization b are you sticking with Gino? Are you drafting a quarterback? How are you addressing that? Because um we all know you can win without a quarterback, but you better have a top five greatest defenses of all time. Uh we ain't got that here. What are you doing at that quarterback
2: position? <laughs> I'm I'm still sticking with Gino. I mean, look, he's a pro bowler again this year. You know, he got he was an alternate. He's going to the Pro Bowl. So you've had you have back to back Pro Bowl years with Geno Smith. He's he's proven he can he can run an offense. Um, you know, I loved how he was moving in the pocket later in the season. You know, the offensive line got a little healthy for him, but he was still um, dipping and dodging and, and, and firing a good pass. Uh, I, I liked, you know, I really do, at least for one more season. I, I, don't, I don't think the the heart of the issue of this team was from the quarterback position this season. Now, this year, you know, hopefully uh, Mike McDonald gets the defense going, you know, or stopping the run game and, and, and they're, you know, top five in the league and point scored as the Ravens were. Um, you know, defensively, points allowed. Um, and then you look at it, and if you're still kind of losing, the offense is, is struggling and all that, but then you can look at the quarterback position. But right now, Gino's the guy. I don't think that's the, the focus of the team right now.
1: Hey, you mentioned that there weren't a lot of pieces that weren't in place on offense, and I totally agree with you. It feels like you should be able to do more, and you've got so much working out on that side of the ball. When I look at the defensive side of things, I see a few more holes. Uh, what do you think they most need to address this offseason there?
2: Yeah, well, last year, last season, I thought that losing Uchenna and Uosu was probably the, the, the biggest challenge that they faced. Yeah. I, I thought that was just huge because it, it was, you know, Boye Mafe was having such a good year opposite side of Uchenna. And then once Uchenna went down, you know, you saw Boye kind of get get the brunt of the focus from the offensive teams. I mean, he wasn't really making the impact he was. Um, And so so defensively, I mean, linebacker is going to be a little bit of a hole. Who knows? I don't know what they do with Bobby. You know, is Bobby going to be back next year? Um, My guess is probably not with Mike McDonald coming in. Um, So they're just going to fill some holes. I think the secondary is still strong. I I do. I think I I liked what what we had with safety when, when Jamal Adams was injured. I thought Julian Love stepped in and played well um Quandre, he, he, he picked it up toward the end of the year but what's going to be really fun is going to see Witherspoon under uh under mcdonald's I, I think because you look at a guy like kyle hamilton this year for the ravens and, you know this is his second season and you know he was a, a, a rookie um uh, you know on the all rookie team last season and then he went to all pro this season so that jump that he made under mike mcdonald's will be fun because willerspoon's that kind of guy to me you know like the the big time playmaker um, and, and just so much potential and athleticism that we'll see when, when McDonald gets his defensive touch, his defensive, you know, his, his guru-ness or whatever, I don't even think that's a word, but you know what I'm trying to say, uh, to Witherspoon. Uh, it'll be, uh, I think that's going to be so fun, and Witherspoon will rise and hopefully to an all-pro level this year.
3: Man, I'm I'm thinking about what the Ravens did to the Seahawks, and it, it, <laughs> made, it makes me mad. One. It makes me mad, but then I think about it and I go, Oh yeah, we get that now. All right, we we get we get to have some of that. Was there anything that the Ravens did specifically to the Seahawks offense that um, that makes Mike McDonald um, a good hire in your opinion?
2: But man, I remember watching that game with with you and, and just being like. Man, like this team is so much better than us. Like, if they don't win the Super Bowl, this will be a failure for the Ravens, which they didn't. But I don't think it was to blame. Their defense was the one to blame. But, you know, what I love about Mike McDonald's defense is, you know, he's always showing or bringing pressure. You know, it's just this pressure based scheme that uh, you just have to prepare because you never know, like, where the pressure's coming from. You know, he, he's showing guys off right. the edge, he's showing guys up the middle, and then, and then, um, you know in one of his interviews, he talked about this he 's like well, you know unable to to show this pressure and, and to be able to bluff, you have to bring pressure a lot so you know he's he's bringing corner blitzes they've had a lot of success with that, and so it 's just so fun to see uh like an aggressive defense because that 's what they are they're they're really really aggressive and then they mix up their coverage on the back end as far as you know they 're not showing anything early it 's not readable the quarterbacks are are but you have to look at so many aspects of it. You're, as quarterback, you're sitting there looking at this defense, and you're going, "Okay, look, it could be pressure here off the left, but now I'm, I'm scanning. I'm going to the right. Oh, now there could be pressure here. Oh no, but I haven't even looked at the coverage yet. The coverage looks like it's cover two, but but man, they might roll into cover one or become or you know bring man and then. But now they're rolling to cover. There's just a lot of things going on for a quarterback, and I think that's why um, they've had so much success. And you love to see that. You know, they intercepted Brock Purdy four times. Maybe I think that's what ultimately got his job, the performance against the 49ers.
1: <laughs> he is Seahawks radio analyst Brian Walters with great stuff, as always. Uh, we're used to that with Brian. Brian, thanks so much. We appreciate you taking the time.
2: Thanks, B. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. We'll see you.
1: All right, let's get to four down territory.
2: This is four down territory going inside, inside the, the game. game what former Seahawks
3: and Coug wide receiver, Michael Bumpus.
0: First
1: down. What's the first order of business? If you're Mike McDonald,
3: first thing you gotta do is call wifey and say, baby, hey, I'm a head coach now.
1: Hey, listen,
3: I'm a head coach. Now get the kids. If you have kids, if you don't have a wife, I don't know his personal situation. He but is married. He is married. She's
1: a former Ravens cheerleader. Did I do digging? Yes. Because I'm a sucker did. for couples of course and you happiness.
3: I, I feel, uh, remember, uh, when Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson had their reality TV show?
1: I, as someone obsessed with reality TV, you better believe I look into everyone's personal
3: life. Uh, I, feel, I feel we could have someone out there. Now, just playing. Uh, first order of business, you call the wifey and you guys celebrate. Congratulations. You're 36 years old and you are the head coach of the NFL football team. Only 31 guys can say that. You're waiting on the 32nd to get hired with the Commanders. But you go and you find your offensive coordinator. You know what this defense is going to be because you are a defensive coordinator. That's the reason why you're here. 2021, you're with the University Michigan, you guys do your thing. 2022 and 23, bam, you got the the Ravens playing at a high level, the highest level in in all the land, if you really think about it. So, but now it's about that offense. How are you going to help Geno grow? How are you going to uh, open up that playbook for DK? How are you going to get Ken Walker involved? And do you have the pieces necessary to do that? I think he does offensively. I think if you can grab an offense lineman in the draft, but I think as far as starters go on offense, you're good at receiver, you're good at running back, you're good at quarterback. You can still go get a quarterback if you want to and have a guy in the wings, but you need the conductor over there, a guy who's going to put the uh, the plan in motion and make this thing happen. B-Wall just talked about it. The offensive coordinator is the head coach of the offense until, of course, the head coach walks in. So you need a guy to be exactly that. someone you trust, someone you know, and someone you believe in, Mm -hmm. go find yourself an offensive coordinator.
1: Second down. What's a rare trait shared by Mike McDonald and Washington head coach Jed Fish?
3: They never played the game. They haven't seen Friday Night Lights. They haven't played at noon on Saturday. They haven't played at 125 on a Sunday. They haven't played football, but it could be an advantage. And it obviously, it's some type of advantage. Both these guys have excelled in their careers. You got Jed Fish, who is now the head coach of the University of Washington. Mike McDonald, who's the youngest head coach in the league right now. They see the game from a different perspective, right? I talk about a feel of the game. They can't talk about feel of the game. They've never played the game like that. I can coach a receiver up and say, all right, this is what we do against cover two. You run and go. You outside release. You sit in the honey hole shot. You're going to feel that safety over. Over the top, but you also got to make sure you're clean with your left hand as you pass the DB. Those are things they can't say, but what they can say is like, look, this is why you're going to be here. This is why I need you to outside release. The ball has to be thrown at this time because they've been students of the game and they studied it. They can't talk about feel, but they can talk X's and O's and how to execute. That's why you hire these assistant coaches to talk about that feel. And with all the years they put in in this game, I'm sure they have picked up some feel concepts, some mm-hmm. feel keywords or whatnot. But man, they're good on paper, they're good motivators and they work their you-know-what's off. That's why they're in this position.
1: I loved the example you gave earlier of um, uh, who was it, Magic Johnson where you were like, there are many people who have played the game and they're yeah. absolutely amazing. Magic but was the worst head coach exactly, Lakers ever had. because they don't understand and now there are great head coaches who, or excuse me, great players who then become really great head coaches, but it's hard to teach what feels so natural and normal and and innate to you. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: I was. Yeah. I mean, know your know your personnel.
1: Yeah,
3: they, they they got that.
1: Third down. Who on the Seahawks defense is a perfect fit for what McDonald wants to do?
3: We talked to Mina, and I asked her this question, and she agreed that Jordan Brooks is a guy who can excel in this defense. You look at the Ravens' defense, there's names everywhere. Hamilton, Humphreys, David Clowney. But it all starts with the guys in the middle and Queen and Smith. And I look at Jordan Brooks, and Queen was drafted in the same draft as, uh, as Jordan Brooks, right? Uh, I look at those guys and the way that they play, they're the ones that make that blitz package go. Uh, You talk about the the corner blitzes and safeties and all that, but the guys applying immediate pressure right now on most plays after you get uh, off the defensive line is that second level. They show blitz. They stunt. They drop into coverage. You have to be dynamic in this Mike McDonald's defense, and I think you have that in Jordan Brooks. You have to sign Jordan Brooks, man. I don't know what you're going to do with Bobby. I don't know what you're going to do with Devin Bush, but you need an anchor in this thing, a young anchor. What is he, 25 years old? Um, He's got a lot of football left in him, and this is style of play. Looks like you can put a purple and black jersey on him and he fit right in in Baltimore. So that's why you need this guy here next year.
1: Mike McDaniel and Mike McDonald is is going to mess. Did me I say up.
3: McDaniel? No, no,
1: no. I was thinking okay. of it when 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 you said in McDonald's defense and I was just thinking of like all the different it's like (laughs) jj mccarthy mike mccarthy mike mcdonald mike mcdaniel like it's just there's a lot of remembering it's not not (laughs) easy do
0: the cx play the dolphins
1: this upcoming season
0: sure hope not season is released they last
1: play the afc east no i think they
0: do do they they traveled to new england this year i know that didn't they
1: just recently play the jets
0: i mean anything
1: yeah that's true well i was thinking that that would have been part of their schedule but i guess it's been a minute since they played the bills so, yeah, maybe the Jets were just a one-off. I'm moving on. They have down. a home game
0: <laughs> against the Dolphins. So, it's Mike the, McDaniel, Mike McDonald.
1: Mike versus Mike Battle. Should <laughs> the Yeah, should uh, McDonald draft J.J. McCarthy?
3: If I'm the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, I'm not drafting him. But should he draft him? If he believes in this young man, he's been around him. He knows the way he thinks. He knows how he operates. He knows his work ethic. I think ESPN and everybody else, hoping that Michigan wins, made sure we knew all about J.J. McCarthy, right? Works as you-know-what-off. If he believes in it, you go ahead and you draft him at number 16. Me personally, I want the best defensive player. But if I'm a new head coach, I want my guy. Uh, what my God! I understand who Geno is, mm-hmm. good enough to get you to the playoffs, and I think win some games if you got that defense doing what it's supposed to do. So should he draft him? Yes, if he believes that he is next up, if he believes that he's he's good enough in a couple years to follow Geno up and be that guy. So, yeah, go ahead and draft J.J. McCarthy, man. Me, personally, I'm not the best defensive player, but yes. If you like him, because he has intel that I don't have. He knows this guy's personality and all that extra stuff. Because I don't know that, I'm not comfortable doing it. But if he's comfortable doing it, I believe in him. All right, so I'm putting all my faith in you right now already, Mike McDonald. See?
1: See you got me. You got me. me. You did it to me. You did it to me. Some additional questions from the Mac and Jacks text line. Is Brooks' injury history a problem when trying to sign him to a new deal? I actually think that, unfortunately, for Brooks, it's an advantage, right? For the Seahawks.
3: Yeah, um, it's an advantage for the Seahawks because um, you might be able to get them for a bit cheaper than you yeah. normally would. So, yeah.
1: Uh, we have another one. You guys missed the point on Geno. Pretty much any quarterback in the league can look good. Drew Locke looked good. Why? The talent we have on offense. You keep saying how good Geno's doing. We need a better result. Average oh, for this offense Oh, my God. Is bad. You guys
3: are really basing two games of Drew Locke and saying he's just as good as Geno. I thought we were over this. Can we be over this already? <laughs> Drew Locke probably ain't going to be here, guys. He's going to go elsewhere, and he should get more money stop. and have opportunity. Stop it with this, Drew. Drew, I think, is a good ball player, but goodness gracious. Two games? My goodness. I
1: also would question whether any quarterback could look great with Seattle's offense with the, I think that yeah. you have great pass catchers you have great tight ends you have really promising running backs you had a very banged up offensive line banged like incredibly up. injured offensive line I think line. the
3: second most second or third most combinations of starters in that O O-line this year in the NFL belong yeah. to the Seahawks and
1: it didn't really get a lot of national coverage like the Giants offensive line shuffle mm-hmm. got a lot of national coverage not nearly as much as Seattle's no nah. here's why we love the hire of Mike McDonald coming your way next
3: Bumpin' Stacy,
1: powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios
0: on Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross.
1: Coming your way in 15 minutes. It's what I need to know. So get your questions in now to the Mac and Jacks text line, 866-979-3776. Again, 866-979-3776. We love the hire of Mac McDonald. I'm assuming a lot of you guys do, based on what we've seen on the Mac and Jacks text line, but you can join this conversation with us. Uh, Bump. Why do you like the hire of Mike McDonald?
3: Um, because I just got this text from my mom. Renee Bumpus. Fun okay. fact: She says <laughs> Michael McDonald is the leader of the Doobie Brothers. Other band? Doobie Brothers band? I don't know. Doobie <laughs> Brothers other band? Got your mom. Got that fun <laughs> fact out there for you. So one, it's got my I mom talking it. to me about uh, Michael McDonald. Uh, but no, I like this hire because let's go through the um, the, the bullet. Bullet points of this this whole thing. Um, Defense. Fix the defense. Love what he did with Michigan's defense. Love what he did with the Ravens' defense. Hope he does the same thing or something similar to this defense. I'm not expecting this defense to be top five in the league next year. No. Uh, But I'm expecting them to get better. If they Mm -hmm. are... Middle of the pack. They are 15, 14 through 16 when it comes to overall defense. I think this team has a chance to get into the playoffs and possibly make some noise. So yep. first and foremost, I wanted a defensive guy. That's what we got.
1: I agree with you. I think it's uh, the potential uh, that he has. And I know that uh, Baltimore, we always think of being a really successful team. And so you think, well, you know, they were leading the league in in points per game in 2020. And, uh, you know, so what if they're leading it in 2023? Okay, well, they had some down years in between then. I mean, you go look at 2021 and they're 19th in points per game. Um, So he saw improvement. Like he came in and improved the group that he had. It's Mm -hmm. not like he inherited a great group and then just kept them going. Right. Like, you know, people were saying that with Staley, and I don't even know that that's what Staley did with the Rams. but people were like, Oh, congrats, you had Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, that must have been so tough on you. Mm-hmm. Leonard Floyd with a career year. I'm so sorry.
3: You know what I hate about that argument what? is that all right, what is he what is he supposed to do?
1: Exactly. Is he you, supposed it, to be like, like, Give me give me worse? You no, know Aaron Donald.
3: Sit this one out.
1: I got to prove something here. I got to (laughs) prove
3: that I can coach without you. That's part of advancing in your career As you need things to happen for you. You need to take advantage of situations to advance. That's all he did. And
1: you're exactly right. What I will say about McDonald is he didn't even have that personnel. And he had a group that had struggled, uh, you know, a year or two prior. So, yes, historically, they're a really solid team. They're a solid defense. But it's not like he inherited a million all pros and pro bowlers. He did a lot with some young guys and with guys who are older, like Jadevian Clowney, having career years. I also really love specifically what one person told us about Mike McDonald. Greg Rosenthal had this to say.
2: I love the idea of Mike McDonald, the the Ravens defensive coordinator. I was just watching their defense this morning, and he's just done such a good job against that coaching tree. To me, Mike McDonald has shown this year he feels like the the Shanahan tree killer. Like he's done so (laughs) great against those offenses that to me he'd be a fun choice.
1: If I were to call up any fan listening right now and say, hey, who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? How many of them are going to say 49ers? None. Oh, not, not in this Not no. in this region. Not no. in this region. No. Not in this region. No. None. Now, I know people around the country are going to be a little more split, maybe looking at the 49ers being like, well, they haven't won since 94. It's so sad. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I hate the 49ers. I don't really I'm I'm really, you know, an admiration of what they do. I think Kyle Shanahan's brilliant. But oh, my God, it's just this never ending battle of watching a team be so much better than you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the way that I feel about the Mariners with the Houston Astros. You keep waiting for them to drop off and waiting for waiting for them to hit a wall. And they just keep getting better and beating you. And you go, when will it be enough? When will that be it? So I loved the sound of Greg Rosenthal saying, Mike McDonald has been a Shanahan coaching tree killer. That sounds great to me.
3: Killer. <laughs> it's all about matchups, right? <laughs> and he understands how to coach against all the things that a Shanahan offense likes to do. That's a really good point. He's familiar with it. He's comfortable with it. He has a game plan for it. Uh, and, and that's a great start because if you're able to – not stop that offense but contain it and and slow it down um, that's a plus that's all you can ask for they're gonna put up points I, don't, I can't remember a game where the Niners were shut out but you can make life hard on them make it tough on them and that's a great start because you gotta see Shanahan twice this year mm-hmm. alright you gotta see Sean McVay twice this year who does some things that Kyle Shanahan likes to do so what do you do you go ahead and you get a guy who understands that because if it's proven if you get out of this division you win this division the chance of you going to the Super Bowl have been great over the last 12 years.
1: Here's another reason that I love the hire. Um, Do you know why uh, I got a Stanley Cup?
3: Because that is what women of your age do at this point in their lives. That
1: is a very close to the correct answer because everyone else had one and I wanted one. That's how I feel about Mike McDonald. (laughs) It may be something that crashes and burns. Hiring a 36-year-old with no head coaching experience who comes in here with fewer networking opportunities Mm -hmm. than Pete Carroll had laid out for himself during his long coaching career. Mm -hmm. Yes, mostly at that point at USC but still some pro history. is very different. There are obstacles in front of him but I've been looking at Sean McVay and I've been looking at Kyle Shanahan and I've been looking at Mike McDaniel out there with Miami and look at all these young, smart X's and O's, analytically minded guys going I want one of those. What's that like? Like I just want to try it. I just want to see what it's like. I want it because everyone else has it. I will fully, openly admit that.
3: You know what ain't going to crash and burn? Mm. That Stanley Cup.
1: No, it's not. It, it'll survive. No, it's not. It'll Although, survive. did you hear the report that they might have lead in them?
3: I did hear that too.
1: So now I'm torn because it's like it survived a fire in, inside of this car mm-hmm. but also, you know... Now the yeah. girlies are finding that it might have lead. <laughs> so I'm a little bit nervous. Hey,
3: you got to go to that Yeti. Yetis are good. Yetis are good. But
1: I already have three Stanley cups. I can't walk right, we'll, it
3: back. We'll roll with it. Roll with it. But I'm with you. I love your, your analogy. Um, now and they're making team branded Stanley cups. Did you see that? The I Utah
0: jazz, the Utah jazz are the first team to have a team branded. Not
1: Stanley interested in cups. that one, but yeah, love know, that for that. Hey, that doesn't <laughs> but mean hey, it stops
3: with the
0: Utah jazz. For,
1: exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs>
3: Um. Yeah. Um. You, I want one. I want one too. That's exactly. Right? Yeah. That's, that's exactly. kind of like. I want one when I see a slot receiver going to work I'm like oh I want one guess what we got one now Mm -hmm. with JSN it's like when I see an offensive line that is protecting say what you want about Lamar Jackson that last game there were moments where he was sitting in that pocket patting the ball three or four times and the line was holding up for him but yeah it's um you you always want what you don't have especially if you see success especially if you see um if you, if you can put yourself in that situation and say, we have enough to do what they were doing, or at least a version of it. I don't expect the Hawks to lead the, the league in sacks and turnovers and all that good stuff, but you have some pieces over here that you can see rushing off the edge in the mm-hmm. genuoso and Boya Mafé that you can see holding down the middle of the field and Jordan Brooks, if you get that done, that you can see on the outside locking dudes up. I got two guys over there with Devin Witherspoon and Enrique Wallen, but it's about developing and implementing your system in a way that makes complete sense to those guys so they can go out and play. The best football I've ever played in my life is when I wasn't thinking, where I was so comfortable in the game plan. I was prepared. I knew what the defense was going to line up in. The 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 backers or safeties or nickels that were guarding yeah. me reacted the same way that we prepared for. That's the greatest feeling in the world. That's what I saw when I looked at those Ravens run around. Yep. Hawks lined up in a certain formation. We good. We got this. Go get him.
1: I love watching good defense. And uh, he has, of all the candidates, the best opportunity to bring you that outside of maybe Dan Quinn, who obviously has done great things with Dallas. What was your dumb, just in the last two minutes here, what was your dumb I want one moment? Mine was with, um, and I was never old enough at the time to Mm -hmm. get them. Uh, like, cause I was a kid, but I really wanted a yellow Nissan Xterra. Like when <laughs> Nissan Xterras hit the scene and they had the yellow one as part of their ads, I wanted it so badly. I saw them everywhere. Mm. I wanted one. I, I, I still see them. Like I still will always Such notice a random car. I can't explain why I feel that way, but they had a moment in like 2003 yeah. or something. Like, I don't know they, I, I don't remember why, but I remember they were, they had a huge ad campaign and I was like I want one. I want one more than anything.
3: Something dumb I always wanted. I always wanted to wear a cast. I went to yeah I've never I've never broken arm. I was like, man, I want a cast. I want I someone to, to write on it. No, I'm I'm it's not as all it's cracked up to be. How dumb is that?
0: I want a cast, you dummy. Oh, that's so Your funny. arm gets all itchy, and then it <laughs> no, gets all can atrophied I just and stuff. Say, it's not. Curtis it's has not, always yeah. made
1: fun of me for being attention-seeking. Like, when I was in elementary school, I wore my mom's carpal tunnel bracelet to school so that people would think I hurt myself. <laughs> but I love that Bump just said, I always wanted a cast.
3: I always wanted a cast. So people could sign it. So to sign it. Sign you it. know, because I used to get creative with it. You know, I used to draw on yeah, cast. They're like, bump! Stuff. I'm
1: gonna take my arm back. You're like, hang right. on, no, hang on, no, no, no,
3: no, no. <laughs> Hey, next period, let me finish.
0: Next period, we'll finish. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm still working on this. Curtis, what was your dumb "I want one" thing?
0: I never got uh light up
3: shoes. Oh, that's
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Never got those
3: as a
0: kid.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Especially so out here, mean. Washington
3: gets dark all early.
0: That'd yeah, yeah I know. you
1: could have been walking around the streets at 4:30 p.m. in December. Just
0: exactly. Bow, bow, bow. So like. Will has got a pair of light up rain boots that I'm like. Man, he's just, he's still jealous yeah, already. Exactly. Yeah.
1: He's like, yeah, you just you don't even know what you yeah, have.
0: Exactly. You ungrateful.
1: Matt, what's something that you? Uh, what was your I want one moment?
0: It's very much in character. They made a replica of the Star Trek tricorder oh, as a toy man. when I was growing up. I've already lost and oh I'm my god, asleep, I wanted I one. Literally,
1: I Someone's going to need to throw it a break because I've actually also fell asleep. I don't even know what's happening. Oh, but man. Mike McDonald is... Are I want one is my best way yeah. to sum up this this segment. We'll see if it works out, but I, it's kind of cool that we that we finally have it. Someone said the cast is so real. I wanted my parents to get divorced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted my parents to Christ- get
1: divorced so I could have two Christmases. I like I, the way you're thinking, but you know what I mean. You
3: might have emotionally messed yourself up if that happened.
1: I, I guess. Yes, and I also think, though, that that's such a normal thing. Like, you think back to the things you Mm -hmm. wanted when you were a kid, and you're like, why did I want that? Why did (laughs) I want that so badly? All right, we're going to have a little fun to wrap up the show with what I need to know. Get your questions in. Any question to the Mac and Jack's text line, 866-979-3776. Bump and Stacy, powered through the Alaska Airline Studios on
0: Seattle's Sports Station. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross.
1: It's What I Need to Know, brought to you by All Red Heating, Cooling and Electric. Get your questions into the Mac and Jack's text line 866-979-3776. They can be about sports or not. This one is about sports. Question for Bump. Who laid the absolute hardest hit on you in the NFL and are you still mad about it?
3: Nah, you, you can't get mad about being hit hard. You understand when you're on offense, that's going to happen. But um, you know, he shouldn't have even been in the game. <laughs> Brian Erlacher, it was a preseason game. It must have been towards the end of his career. And I go across the middle and thank you for Charlie Fry. All right, you guys remember Charlie Fry, Cleveland quarterback back in the day, ha- Has some time here. I- I'm going across the middle, and my uh, my rookie, you know what, running across the middle, la, 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 la,
1: la, la, <laughs> No one right? here.
3: Not really paying attention to what's going on, and Charlie Fry throws the ball behind me, and I literally lay down. To get it, yeah. and Brian Erlacher just clips me. But it's the, the hardest clip I've ever got in my life. Just boom, and he gets up. Oh, you lucky rookie, you lucky. I go, yes, sorry it was. Charlie Fry, thank you for sitting me down.
1: What I need to know: what are the gift/slash date guidelines for Valentine's Day for someone you have only been dating a month?
3: Months? Don't go, go too over the Go time. with flowers, dog. Yeah. Let's get flowers. Take them, take them to dinner. Yep. Flowers dinner car. Go generic.
1: Yeah, I think when you've only been dating a month, you don't want to go too hard because that's just really intense. Yeah. Uh, and Valentine's Day is just such like this romantic holiday. Like it's hard to have any kind of completely low key, yeah. like Valentine's thing. If you're doing a Valentine's thing, it's it's gonna be a romantic yeah. thing. So and, yeah. And
3: make the card kind of funny at the same time, like a yeah. cute, funny. Yeah. Card. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, get. Yeah too serious in a month, bro.
1: No. But, if, but you if, should do something. I would be bothered if I was yeah. dating someone and that person like a month in, even a month in didn't do something.
0: Right. If they've shared like a little detail about them, like, you know, oh, I really like, you know, the color green. Get them something green just to show <laughs> just to show that you've been paying attention. Paying yeah. attention.
1: What I need to know. Bump if you were able to get your cast. What color cast would you roll with back then and now?
3: Mm, right now, I go black because you can just hide it. And, you know, it blends in. And but then people need like a white or silver marker. Yeah,
1: well, at thirty eight, anybody
3: signing my cast?
1: I would want to <laughs> sign the cast. <laughs> yeah. Curtis and I would want to. You sign know, we're it. gonna have you we'll
3: do. draw things on it. I, I'd have you, I'd have you <laughs> tap it like we used to do before we had adult beverages in college. Just tap it two times, boom, boom, pass it around.
1: <laughs> um, what I need to know? The year is nineteen ninety eight. You're going to the movie theater, but first you make a pit stop at the Sweet Factory to stock up on some candy. What's your go-to? And bonus question: How did you hide it when entering?
0: Um, first off, yeah, I'm not telling you where I'm hiding my candy. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a cop is texting in. Got a they're knock. trying to do, trying to catch uh, you. Yeah, I'm never giving that up. But I will tell you the candy. If we're stopping uh, at the Sweet Factory, the one where they've got the like the jars that you put in the bed, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going gummy sharks. Gummy Sharks. Judge all you want, but I'm going Gummy Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: judging. I'm just not accepting. Um, You know, two different things. Uh, I'm going definitely chocolate. Like, three choices. They're all going to be chocolate. There's going to be a chocolate peanut butter situation. There's going to be a chocolate caramel situation. And there's going to be a chocolate bites situation. Like, something that's like little pieces. I like
3: the fruit stuff. Sour Patch Kids. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the sour strips. And um I'm putting it in my lady friend's purse.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um,
3: you all right right with that. Is yes, that cool? yes. I was okay. looking at. I was. Right. I was
1: grabbing our next question here. What I need to know? What's the over/under on Kelsey being called some iteration of his girlfriend's name by the opposition while on the field in the Super Bowl? It's
3: happened every game since she's been Guarantee on
1: it. the
0: jump. You think he cares? No, she's no. a billionaire. He's dating Taylor Swift. Exactly. Yeah. And he's in the Super Bowl. Exactly. Uh-huh. He's like, what
1: are you gonna do? <laughs> my girlfriend has more money than your whole team combined. She could buy your team. <laughs> she can literally
3: be majority owner of your team. Exactly.
1: Like this doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, what I need to know. Uh, how do I tell my wife to stop buying Stanley Cups now since I know they might have lead in them? Thanks, now I can save money.
3: You tell her that there might have lead in it. Yeah. And if she's like conscious like that, it, she'll take it to heart and will judge people when they walk by with their Stanley Cups.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. What I need to know. Do Bump and Wyman get into heated arguments about a DB guarding versus defending terminology on a wide receiver?
3: Well, one, I have so much respect for Wyman. We're not arguing, but are we... Going back and forth a little bit. Yeah. I'm Like, Wyman, but he's in man coverage. He has to guard me. Or you're in you're in you're in a cover too. Once I cross your zone, you gotta guard me. And as soon as it was uh on the huddle on a Thursday, and Tyler Lockett said guard, I looked at Wyman and said, Listen, one of the greatest receivers of all time for the Seahawks said guard. I think guard's okay. Love you, Wyman.
1: What I need to know, three six zero says Twizzlers. Twizzlers are objectively bad.
3: Why do you guys hate
0: Twizzlers? Because they're they don't not taste good. Because they're licorice. not good. Yeah, because <laughs> you're picking exactly. licorice, red vines. Thank you. So much better. No, than No, red Twizzlers. vines are better.
1: But I'm yes. not mad at Twizzlers. I'm not mad at Twizzlers. In that, if any food or candy is in front of me, I'll eat it. It's just some of it I will eat reluctantly, or <laughs> um, even like uh, like remorsefully. And Twizzlers are one of those things. Like I'm, I don't think they taste good. They taste like chemically and kind of weird. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. Forty other candies that are better. I don't than like that. how
0: Twizzlers are shiny. I don't like that. I don't
1: like that either, I, and I also don't I like it shouldn't like be shiny. Oh, cool. What's the point? You can unwrap it, and now you have a string of it.
3: Somebody said black right. licorice is better than both. False. No, that's your no. stupid You're, person who's
1: yeah, getting blocked. I, is mm. what I didn't know you liked
3: to eat
0: garbage. Yeah, that's stuff
1: a horrible. There. Take. Um, let's see what I need to know. Someone said I pretended to be pregnant to get a bag of popcorn in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you see a uniform change in the near future? I assume they're talking about the Seahawks because that's been most of today.
3: Well, word on the street is they're going to introduce the white throwback jerseys here pretty soon. Like that. And they've had these jerseys for over a decade now, right? I mean, how often do teams switch their uniforms up like that?
0: But I feel like when a team hits on, on a jersey, like they've had the most success they've ever had in this
3: jersey. Mm-hmm. I think they might keep it around.
0: For I would
1: quickly. be okay with moving on from actually. They should green. change
3: the jerseys every time you get a new head coach. Do something a little different to make it his. Wow. There
0: you go. I mean, the Browns would get a new jersey every <laughs> couple of years. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> someone said Snickers versus Baby Ruth. Snickers. 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 Un- yeah. Undoubtedly. Not even close. Uh, what I need to know, is it too early to talk about Valentine's Day?
3: Nah. Oh, We're two, two weeks. weeks away. Yeah, two to prepare. weeks. I got my wife's birthday on the 8th, <laughs> and I got Valentine's Day. Yeah. She's expensive, dude.
1: Uh, all right, you guys. That Someone said the real Swedish fish tastes terrible. I like Swedish fish.
0: I like those, too. I didn't know yeah. we were eating fake Swedish fish this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. How do we yeah. have a fake? Let us know.
1: Exactly. Please send us a picture of real they ones. They come right. from
0: a region in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> champagne. If it's, but like it's like not from authentic. that region in France, it's actually sparkling wine. We got
1: a candy elitist on our hands being like, oh, you guys have Swedish fish from America.
0: These are from Stockholm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, you guys. That will do it for us today. For Michael Bumpus, Curtis Rogers, Matt Nelson, I'm Stacey Ross. Don't go anywhere. Wyman and Bob coming up next.